This is Within Digital, a digital marketing podcast brought to you by SearchStar, a relocalized company. Hi, I'm Nick Livermore and welcome to episode four of Within Digital. Um, this week I'm joined by Mel Hyde, who's um, our client services director at SearchStar, who joined us just a little bit earlier this year. How's it going, Mel? Yeah, very well, thanks, Nick. Thank you for having me. No worries. Are you? How have you been surviving over the past few months? Going well? Yes, it's going well. Um, so I'm recently new into SearchStar. I've been here about two months now. Uh, feels like a lot longer, but um, yeah, very oh, well. Thank a, you. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Feels it's like a lot longer. It, Surely time flies when you're having fun, man. Indeed, it does. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's all positive so far, and I'm excited okay, to be here. Good. Well, that's relieving. Um, so today we're going to be chatting about one of the areas of digital marketing that you're sort of most experienced in, which is the, the role of AI and automation within digital marketing. So we'll get into that in a minute. But before we do that, as is tradition, I'm going to give you a very, very strict 30 seconds to tell us and our awesome listeners what it is that you do at SearchStar. Great. Thank you. So I'll try and keep it to 30 seconds, but um, stop me if I, if I do. That's go five over. seconds gone already, Mel. <laughs> So um, my role within SearchStar, um, so I've joined as Client Services Director, um, but my role internally within the organization is to support our top tier clients with uh, strategy. Um, so we have a lot of clients within SearchStar who operate cross-channel, cross-market. And my role is to kind of help steer some of those kind of cross-channel clients, um, but also to kind of look at those clients kind of internationally as well. So a bit of a mixed role, but mainly around strategy and around some internationalization and uh, cross-channel diversity within our client portfolio. Sounds exciting. I think that was a very generous 30 seconds, but I'll, I'll, um, I'll let you off. No worries. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So AI and automation, Mel, your area of expertise. Can you give us, the uninitiated, a bit of an intro? What's the difference? What are they? So what, what's your understanding of, of AI at the moment? What's my understanding of AI? Mm. Oh, my God. So my under, So one thing that sticks in my mind when people talk about AI is um, this program called AlphaGo which was developed by a company called Deep Brain, maybe. And basically, it was designed to make it possible to see whether it was possible for a computer to learn over time and beat um, the best players in the world at this board game called Go. And it took years and years and years to develop, I think. And eventually, it got to the point where it could beat um, human players at the board game go. This was, I think it was initially quite unexpected that they would get there so quickly because go is actually a game that requires a lot of, a lot of input that you would expect only humans to be able to make, like, I guess, creative choices and things like that. And yeah. like, un understand like the context of the game rather than just like, if you're going to get an AI to play chess, mm. because chess, there are sort of like, a few moves that they can make and probably one or two obvious ones. Whereas in Go, I think there are like millions of moves that you can make based mm -hmm. on numerous different sort of choice pathways. Mm -hmm. um, that is my understanding of what AI is. Well, that's, that's quite, a, that's quite an intelligent view of what AI can do. Um, okay. uh, so yeah, well done. 
Um, <laughs> I think for me, uh, sort of, there is that level of AI um, that exists out there, and that's that's probably that example is one of the most advanced ways that we're using AI to kind of help machines contextualize different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, AI and di- digital, it's um, luckily for us as marketeers, probably a lot more simpler than that. Um, so for me, AI and digital is the use of data in an automated way within our paid campaigns. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we've already seen that sort of increased automation has already begun to reduce sort of time and effort required to deliver uh, sort of one communications to potential customers um, and helping sort of our marketeers kind of optimize their campaign performance a little bit better. Um, and that's for campaigns that span you know, in our example within SearchStar, we've got campaigns that span multiple markets, uh, mm-hmm. span different channels across paid search, social, programmatic, um, but also looking at sort of customer types as well. Um, and for me, AI is really the marketer's ability to optimize spending correctly in real time. Um, that means that they can make budgetary savings in real time and really kind of making that budget go further. Um, I think as well, sort of automation and sort of AI shouldn't necessarily be confused. So AI is about sort of contextualizing, uh-huh. whereas automation, which is what we kind of specialize in within digital, uh, really sort of allows sort of a, a streamlined process for marketers to kind of leverage that data in a way that's kind of beneficial for kind of making decisions on the fly. And those decisions can be made by a human, um, but they can also be made by uh, a piece of technology or a computer or a platform provider, for example. I'm glad you brought up humans Mm. because there's sort of, you see it coming into the sort of news every now and again, or someone writes an article about it on campaign or the drum or something like that. And it's talking about, how much better AI and automation is than what we can do as humans. And that is true, isn't it? So we've got to the point now where AI and automation within Google, for instance, can deliver better results than a human doing the same thing generally. Yeah, 100%, definitely. So, you know, like there are things like things like smart bidding, you know, that's come out and, you know, we've done quite a lot of testing around, you know, is manual bidding better than smart bidding or vice mm-hmm. versa? And, you know, it's, it's a rule of thumb now that we, we expect all our clients' accounts to be on smart bidding. It's a much faster, much streamlined way of ensuring maximum budget for your campaigns. So that's just kind of one example. And I think kind of the role of humans um, as technology kind of progresses, will ultimately change. I mean, are we going to be out of jobs in the next 10 years as marketers? <laughs> no, definitely not. I hope not. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that would be, be devastating. I know. So, that would be know. a pretty scary prospect for all of us. But no, so, I, I, don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. What I do think is that uh, our role as marketers will change. So as we start to adopt more automation, uh, leveraging all of the different data points that we now have available to us, as we know that there are absolutely millions, billions of data points that we could potentially use, um, our role as humans will change because now kind of similar to kind of what you're describing at the beginning with that computer system go our role will be more about sort of contextualizing it will be more about sort of the the context of how we're speaking to those customers um 
and how we how we're using that to be market relevant at that time. Uh, where I think computers and technology can really kind of help us is around using data to fuel decisions, um, but doing it at far greater scale than we can ever hope to achieve as one human being, um, which surpasses kind of speed and accuracy that we can do just as a singular being ourselves. Um, yeah. And that's that's kind of where I think it's going. So, I mean, automation really does kind of allow marketers to leverage um, sort of the customer engagement opportunities mm-hmm. um, and personalized responses at scale. Um, but in terms of kind of artwork and how we're kind of using that artwork to communicate that message, that's where I think the humans will come into play. Um, and, yeah, I think as kind of consumers have really high expectations of, you know, digital as a whole, increasingly digital is becoming a much more important in everybody's lives. Um, mm-hmm. That need to kind of have that immediate personalization um, for brands to create sort of a, a lasting relationship with their customers and drive more revenue is much more important now. And doing and for brands to do so at a much faster rate than their competitors who are maybe a bit more slower to adapt that sort of technology. That's really where people and brands are going to get a bit of a step up. So let me put my let me just for a moment put my old fashioned marketing hat on. Like I'm so I'm an I'm an advertiser, a, a client of ours. And right, we're, we're paying you X amount of money and you're telling me about smart bidding and automation and the fact that, so, so previously, like a pure play PPC agency, you'd have a room of media buyers and they would spend all day working out how to maximize budget. Those days are gone is what you're saying, right? Uh, to a certain degree. Yeah. So they, they will come up with, they potentially now would come up with strategies to, decide what automation strategies they're going to put into play. And I think well, I'll touch on it later in kind of in terms of what those different things look like. Um, but there's much more there's much more kind of there's many more systems out there for us now to kind of help those kind of budgeting strategies in play, but also okay. kind of help us kind of personalize that content that we're pushing out there as well. Great. Sounds sounds potentially more interesting for the humans involved as well. I think so. Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of gone in the days are we going to be sort of keyword keyword kind of farmers <laughs> and you know like just sitting there watching manipulating you know I used to do this thing when I first started kind of my career where I do loads of testing again for an unnamed client but I do loads of testing around sort of bid shaving and okay. it was before scripts and all of that stuff came into play so I sit there and I used to shave down. <laughs> Um, and people who work in paid media, they all know what this means. But I used to shave down the CPCs by one or two pence every single day to see if I can get the same sort of impression level, same sort of quality scores Blimey. as what I as what I did as kind of when I kind of um, that sounds uh, so manual. Mel. Before. So it was that super sounds, super manual. That sounds um, awful. That really, sounds awful, Mel. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was uh, quite labour intensive. Um, so it was quite labor intensive. Um, so gone are the days of doing that. Sorry. Um, and now we're kind of pushing kind of like letting computers, letting scripts and letting technology do that for us, where we yeah. can now kind of focus on kind of working on strategic things and uh, working across kind of communication of how we're getting that content out there, basically. OK, I'm going to do that again. OK, so we've got a great understanding now about what AI is and what automation is uh, and, you know, the role of the role of humans and how it applies to our jobs and the jobs of listeners. And, you know, where, where we're adding, where humans are now starting to add greater value on top of those really manual things we were doing in the past. 
but can we can we sort of try and narrow this down to 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 digital a little bit more and the sort of specific actions and, and yeah, strategies sure. where you know we we search that apply to our own campaigns at the moment yeah 100 percent. so i mean there's a couple of things to kind of look at i think one is the first place that i always start um when i work on a client account or kind of look at strategy or anything like that is to look at what data we have available to us so um the more real time the more accurate your data is uh the better decisions that you can make for those marketing campaigns so um the other thing to consider i mean obviously we're, we're talking about digital here but the other really important thing to consider is that you shouldn't just look at your digital data you should look at kind of offline data as well if you have it and you have access to it so mm-hmm. an example of this might be if you have shop fronts and you have stores looking at footfall traffic into store looking at kind of uh, where revenue is coming in what products people are purchasing offline and then feeding that data back if you can um, into your sort of online campaign so if you know that uh, for example, you've got product listing ads or local listing ads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that which which products are out of stock in your in-store local um, shops. Um, then kind of dial down kind of what you're spending on paid media for that product or for that location because you know it's you know it's kind of coming to a close. Yeah. Or you know if you know that certain films are being sold more, then you know again kind of using that data within your campaigns to kind of fuel kind of what we do from a digital perspective. Quite a lot. Quite a lot of the time, people will say that, um, or quite a lot of our guys say to me that as, as automated and sort of intelligence driven as all of these things are, actually, you still only get out what you put in and yeah, what you absolutely. put in and the, the, the better quality, the data you deliver these systems. It's not, it's not just a flick a switch thing and things get better. You have to make sure that you're mm. delivering the AI or you're feeding the AI system with as much helpful knowledge as much food as you possibly can do so the output can be as strong as possible so it's kind of like laying the foundations of the house if you lay those foundations solidly then the the bigger and the better the house will be and the longer it will stand um for obvious reasons so yeah the first point is kind of getting your data touch points in order so um if you don't have offline data uh, looking at kind of how you're tracking, um, making sure that your GA is set up correctly is a really basic example. Um, making sure that, you know, if you do run multiple channels in digital, that you're not just tracking within the wall gardens of each of the channel yeah. providers, but you've got a single source of unified tracking between all of those different channels to give you kind of a moment of truth. The other thing I'd say as well around sort of tracking and making sure that your house is in order first is looking at things like your attribution modeling. Um, so we don't necessarily recommend that um, we very rarely see advertisers still relying on last click or first click. Um, yeah. Move to, if you haven't already, uh, <laughs> a more data-driven approach. Um, so that is going to be kind of the one key thing about really kind of understanding where people are going and the journeys that people are making. Yeah. And again, when you're setting up the things that I'm going to talk to you about in a second, all of those sorts of things will kind of help you have a real true view of what's going on with your customer and how they're interacting with your brand. It's quite remarkable, actually, isn't it? We still see people come to us with first click and last click models when they really shouldn't be. Mm. I think this this camp at Google's been doing, been banging the drum on this for quite a while, and so have we. If you if you aren't already on a sort of not using those very sort of rudimentary models, you really need to switch over. And especially to data driven attributions, the 
gold standard, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's switch what over people. Switch over. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. So you, so, so we've talked about, um, so the way you get the most out of your AI and automation is by feeding it really good quality data. And it, that is because it takes that data and puts it through so many more calculations than a human brain can and comes up with the best way of doing something. So taking that one step further, can that AI then extrapolate that out to the future and use that to make better predictions or forecasting for the future? Yes, theoretically. Yes, it can do. So, I mean, yeah, you you can do that on sort of a manual level. But again, looking at things like, you know, Google have in their systems already built in sort of, you know, the keyword planners and audience planner things like Facebook have, for example. Yeah which can help you kind of understand what the future might look like. It's it, it's quite basic, but yeah, using things like that is a way that those systems and those those providers have used data to kind of predict and to kind of model out what it could look like. Um, so there are, there are things that you can do now around uh, SA360, for example, which has uh, bidding automation tools, which kind of manipulate and predict kind of like what the market might look like if, if a certain scenario was to happen. And that could be around sort of CPA targeting where you're um, asking for a conversion to come through at a certain cost. Um, it can model what that kind of could look like for you within mm-hmm. the criteria of your campaigns. Um, so, yes, it will help you plan a lot better as well. Um, but I think like once you once you have going back to the first point, once you have that data in order and you can start to look at kind of how that data is kind of playing out within your campaigns, how people are responding to your ads, where people are clicking through, how people are using or interacting with your your imagery or your your paid media online, you can then start to kind of make judgment calls about what automated bidding you need, uh, whether you need any sort of programmed rules to kind of match kind of any kind of uh, product going offline or being sold out. Uh, you can use scripts to kind of help kind of feed in sort of things like weather bidding, for example, or kind of uh, mm-hmm. audience bidding, for example, is another great way of kind of looking at you know, feeding in all of that data around who the customer is and then kind of using that for basic retargeting campaigns or customizing your ads, depending on who that person is um, and who the behaviors are of that customer as well. Because we know within digital at the moment, there's many, many different touch points that people will go through um, <laughs> yeah. and really kind of understanding that person and how they interact with online and that customer data is really, really key to making it work. Um, and then you can kind of create from that around sort of the customer, creating the perfect content to that person. Um, so there's, there's loads of things that you can do, um, to help you perfect kind of how you're speaking to people as well as using sort of AI predictions to forecast more effectively. Um, so there's, there's many things really that you can do, but the first thing, as I say, is looking at, um, data. If I had to pick one thing, um, that people looked at when kind of running these sorts of campaigns, the first thing that I would do is look at your bidding. Um, that's okay. probably the quickest and easiest thing to do to make a, a real kind of like hard and fast impact on the campaign. So automated bidding, switching over to smart bidding, 
using things like target CPA, for example, or, you know, if you've got a brand awareness campaign like target impressions or whatever that might look like for you um, and trying to kind of program in those rules into the systems that you're using, whether that be sort of uh, Marin or SA360 or some sort of bidding tech. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these bidding technologies now have access to these sorts of automated programmed rules, I call them, um, which help you kind of predict perfect kind of how much you pay to that customer at any one time. Um, So that would be for me kind of like step two after the sorting out the data. And then step three would be all about kind of perfecting that content to the consumer um, and creating uh, a much more lasting uh, relationship with your customers by being a lot more personalized. And that's through ad creative, for example. And so I'd look at kind of how you're talking to people on an audience level, but also on an individual level now as well. Wow. There we go. I didn't even have to ask for Mel's top tips. She just, <laughs> she just went and did them Handed for them. There we go. There you there go. We go. <laughs> that was, that was easy. I didn't, yeah. that was easiest podcast ever, Mel. That was, that was fantastic. I think we've, yeah. um, I think we've just about run out of time actually. Um, but I, I know I've learned stuff about AI and automation that I didn't know before. And I hope, I hope everyone listening has as well. So um, thanks for your time, Mel. Amazing. Thanks very much for having me, Nick. See you later. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye.